0: So back in 1986, most of you won't remember it. uh, There was in the end of the 70s and the 80s. uh, There was uh, maybe even into the early 90s. There was the space shuttle program run by NASA, and it was an exceptionally expensive program. Uh, Every launch costing in or around 500 million dollars. It was just incredibly, incredibly expensive. The whole, the whole product, the whole. Uh, system, the whole project. Uh, but there was one particular launch in 1986 which uh, unfortunately went very, very badly. It was the, the Challenger Space Shuttle launch and uh, you know, obviously the whole world is watching. Shuttle mounted on its main fuel tank and the two boosters on the side and off she goes, she takes off and then you can see it starts to leak out what looks like steam, fuel out one side and then it starts to disintegrate and blows up mid-air. Uh, obviously uh, all lives were lost and a great tragedy. Afterwards uh, NASA wanted to work out obviously what happened so they, they scoured all of the wreckage so obviously um, where it took off is near the sea so they had all to also look through, uh, on the sea floor, the ocean floor for all the, other, for all the bits and pieces of the shuttle and put it all back together. Basically long story short they discovered that the whole accident the the, the whole the the tragedy was called caused by an o-ring now for those who don't do engineering an o-ring is basically it's like a ring of rubber that's it's a seal so if two metal parts are coming together you have a rubber seal in between them and it stops then whatever it is from leaking from one side to the other so there was an an o-ring something as simple as an o-ring which uh, because the takeoff because the, the atmospheric temperatures were much lower than ever when the rocket was taking off, the O-ring wasn't as flexible, as rubbery as it should have been. It allowed a fuel leak, which then allowed an explosion, which then caused the disintegration of the whole thing. Okay, now the reason I say that is because just when I heard this, when, I, when I, I, remember I saw a documentary on it years ago, I remember just being so surprised and so kind of... Um, just firstly, that, that they'd be able to find from a rocket that size with, with the... the I, I don't know how many components it has in it. I don't know. I don't know. A million it's all like rocket science is complicated and from all that they're able to determine that the problem was an o-ring right and secondly that things that seem so insignificant like an o-ring can be so 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 important and i think it's often the case with our faith as well the things that might seem insignificant i'm not saying they are insignificant i'm saying they may seem insignificant are actually crucial In our reading, uh, St. John says something very, very interesting. He talks about the Antichrist, and whenever we hear about the Antichrist, well, um, I think we all probably imagine, you know, some horrific creature, spiky tail, trident in hand, sneery grin, uh, two little, maybe wearing a hat because he's trying to hide the two little bumps uh, either side of his head, uh, somewhat red in complexion, not like myself, but maybe the, the deeper shade of red and, uh, you know, spiky, kind of Ming the Merciless kind of beard on him, uh, or just something kind of grotesque and very evident that it's evil. You know, Hitler, maybe, He's Hitler's Antichrist or something like that. We, we expect something really, you know, brutal and horrific. But when St. John talks about who the Antichrist is, it's way more subtle. I, and he even he seems to make reference to something that, Well, would we consider it essential? I mean, we should. Don't get me wrong; don't be called a heretic here. But it's just to most people, this might not seem like a good definition of Antichrist at all. So, you can tell the spirits that come from God by this: every spirit which acknowledges that Jesus the Christ has come in the flesh is from God. So, if the spirit recognises that that basically the incarnation, the mystery of the incarnation, that spirit is from God. Any spirit which will not say this of Jesus, is not from God, but is the spirit of the Antichrist, whose coming, we were warned about. If you ask most people, I I, I wonder, would they consider the mystery of the Incarnation so important? Uh, Surely, I mean, what we hear today is that, you know, when we're following God, as long as we believe he exists, so I believe in God, and I am a good person right, so I believe God exists, So there's some sort of a kind of a divinity, some sort of a power, some sort of an afterlife out there, and I believe that, good, and I live a good life, well then, we're, we're good, aren't we? Well, according to St. John, we're not, no, um, there's, there's more to it, there's more to it, there's definitely, there's an awful lot more to it, really, uh, then when you, when you consider then that the, the blanks of, of who God is or how God is can be filled in by all sorts of Well, dare I say made up ideas that, you know, if if God is is there and he's powerful and he's eternal, uh, then God is like, he's like energy. Right. So, you know, I believe in this energy source that we can tap into through camera. You know, if you do good, good comes back to you sort of thing. Um, Again, that sounds popular. It sounds, I was going to say reasonable kind of, I don't know. doesn't really, but it's, it's a popular belief. Popular belief. But when we look at the standard that St. John holds us to, it's, it's nothing like simply believing God exists or that he's an energy source or, or anything like that, but that he is a trinity of persons, of, so of, of, of people, not, 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 not of human nature, but of divine nature. And then one of them takes on A human nature in this mystery of the incarnation becomes man one of us and we've said this numerous times over the christmas holidays but the reason this is so important the reason the incarnation is a crucial teaching of the church is a crucial being like crucial coming from the word cross you know so it's like at this crossroads we get this wrong and you end up going the wrong direction the reason the incarnation is so crucial is because of the link between christmas and easter the link between the incarnation and the cross, the link between this almost, this somewhat poor but but beautiful scene of a loving little family in a crib, and and that same human nature, that same body of Jesus, then being brought to the cross and nailed to it. That that's why it's it's so important because if we take away the incarnation, then. Is the crucifixion important, but then, if there 's no crucifixion, then what on earth is the Eucharist? So it all starts to unravel you take away what seems again what seems like a simple teaching, just kind of yeah, just sideline that somewhat the incarnation it 's not really important I mean and then very, very quickly, everything everything we believe unravels so that 's why this is so important that 's why. In in today's world, the enemy has his sights very much on on things like this, on teachings like this, that God would become man. And that's why, so often, even in in secondary schools, (coughs) after 12, 13 years of Catholic education, if you ask students, uh, you know, who is God, they'll give you various answers. But if you ask them the blunt question, is Jesus God? In my experience, about 80% of students will say no. Is Jesus God? They will say no. Now, part of that is due to the confusion that they think God means God the Father. But is Jesus divine? Is Jesus God? In today's world, people don't seem to know. That's, that's tragic. That, that's, again, that's, that's, that's dangerous. That's, that's what, like our found, our, the foundation then of our very faith. What, what is it like? What is it? Well, then it just becomes culture and habit. We've always done it, so we always will. You know, my, my, we need the church for weddings and funerals and baptisms, but apart from that, it's got really nothing to do with my life. That's, that's what we have. That's what we're left with. Because I don't need Jesus on a daily basis because he's not even God. He's got nothing to offer me. So you like, it, it can see how it might seem like a, a, a simple little teaching, take it or leave it, but you take out the incarnation out of the, the, the mystery of our faith and everything unravels. And our faith then just becomes absolutely either ridiculous or useless or merely cultural. Hence, you'll have no vocations. Hence, people won't pray. Hence, you'll know you have difficulties in fulfilling your adoration lists and all that kind of thing. Every, everything, everything unravels. Everything falls apart after that. So that's why this is so, so important. You can tell the spirits that come from God by this. Every spirit which acknowledges that Jesus... The Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But any spirit which will not say this of Jesus is not from God but is the spirit of the Antichrist who's coming you were warned about. Well now he is here in the world. He's behind you. Children you have already overcome these false prophets because you are from God and you have in you one who is greater than than anyone in this world as for them they are of the world and so they speak the language of the world which is what? political correctness right? that's the language of the world out there now right? whatever's politically correct is good if it's not politically correct anathema and you'll be silenced and you'll be what do you call it? ghosted and cancelled cancelled culture that's the thing you'll be cancelled off the face of the internet and all of that Okay, if you're not politically correct. And the world listens to them, but we are children of God. And those who, knew God, who know God listen to us. Those who are not of God refuse to listen to us. Okay, so this is, again, we can see this, this, this spiritual battle, how it's not just, how the spiritual battle is. It, it's really, it's, it's spiritual, but it's very much kind of practical, tangible, visible as well. The, the effects of the spiritual battle are very, very visible. When we say spiritual battle, it's not just like, oh, in my little heart, you know what I mean, I'm just in, in my bed, and I'm Will I pray a deck of the rosary, or won't, I Oh spiritual battle, I won't tonight, oh my goodness, I've lost a spiritual battle. It's, 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 kind of, it's very much vis- visible too, you know what I mean? When you see the, way the direction the culture is going, the direction fashion is going, the direction families are going, all these kind of things, it's just, it's starting to unravel, it has started, it has unraveled, it has unraveled. So, Let's get back to basics. Let's get the basics right. And then the rest falls into place. Let's get the foundation set and the foundation solid. The teaching that Jesus has become man, that Jesus took on a human nature, this is an essential Christian and Catholic teaching from which then we can, we can say that, that God does know what it's like to live like me. He does know what it's like to suffer. He does know what it's like to die. And that he does all of this out of love for me because he knows this is going to happen and he goes through it anyway. And so I carry then, as a, a Christian, as a Catholic, I carry this hope and this joy and this, this knowledge with me out into the world that I'm infinitely loved, that I'm valuable in God's sight. And this gives me hope and courage and this gives me uh, a, a solid foundation to build everything else on, every other relationship. And without that, it's, it's, it's rocky out there. So we ask the good Lord to renew our faith today in him who has become man for our sake. Amen.